listening to the Miracle Word Podcast. We believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth, Jr. How do you walk in a strength that is supernatural and overwhelming constantly? Because one of the biggest mistakes that we see among among believers is that you have people that are up and down, up and down, up and down. You know, one of the things I wrote about in uh, my very first book, Praise, Laugh, Repeat, was I talked about emotional roller coasters. And you know many, many believers that are this way, emotional roller coasters. They're up one day, down the next day, excited one day, depressed the next day, anxious another day. And it's almost like, and if you've been one of those people that have been around someone like that, you'll know if you ever worked with someone that's like that and you have to almost like walk on eggshells around them uh, until you figure out what kind of mood they're in that day. It's pretty sad. I mean, like I've, I've dealt with people like that that you have to like feel them out for like, you know, uh, 10, 20 minutes just to see if they're going to bite your head off or if they're going to cry or if, you know, it's like you never know where they're going to be at. And we're not called to be emotional roller coasters and we're not called to walk in weakness, not weak spiritually, not weak emotionally, and not weak physically. We're to be strong. In fact, Paul the apostle spoke to the church in Ephesus and said, Uh, Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Be strong. In fact, you can turn there if you'd like to Ephesians uh, chapter 6. And he says to them, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. That was a command to the church, which means it's not automatic when you get saved. You don't just automatically become strong in the Lord. It means that there are things that you have to do as a believer to become strong in the Lord. And so one of the things we're going to deal with tonight, which I believe is one of the biggest keys um, to becoming strong constantly. And of course, we did a session. If you go back, by the way, we're putting all of these Spirit of Faith sessions in their own playlist on YouTube on the channel. And you can go back and binge listen to all of these sessions. I don't even know what number we're on now. (laughs) Something, 15, I I don't even know. But we've put them all in a playlist for you to go back. One of those we dealt with, if you remember, we dealt with the armor of God. And we talked, we broke it down and we talked about what the armor of God is and what the armor of God is not. And we actually talked about how you can use the armor of God in strength. But I'm not going to be dealing with the armor of God tonight. I'm going a step further, and I want to talk about an element that will fill your life and bring you an ongoing, never-ending, unstoppable strength. And God provided it to you and provided it for you. And so in the Word of God, I want you to start by going with me to Proverbs chapter 17. And we're going to start here, Proverbs chapter 17. As I take another swig of fuel, not that I need it, but man, does it taste good. Brought to you by Rockstar Juice. And we want to thank everybody at Rockstar for 
supporting Miracle Word Ministries and sponsoring the broadcast. God bless you. God bless Rockstar. Um, Proverbs chapter 17. <laughs> we want to talk about this. We want to, and if you didn't get a chance to share it, share it because at the bottom line is this, sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. I had something funny to say, but people are so triggered right now. I'm not going to say it. Uh, Proverbs chapter 17. Listen to verse number 22. A joyful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit dries up the bones. I want to say that again. A joyful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit dries up the bones. And so the first thing I want you to see tonight is that God's joy or the joy of the Lord that you have access to as a believer, the joy that you have access to according to scripture is like medicine to your whole body. It's like medicine to your whole body. Understand, it actually affects every area of your three-part being. Did you know that? That's an interesting thought to me. I mean, I could, we could sit here and break that down for the next 30 minutes. It's it's crazy to me. And first, first of all, I'm sure those of you that are watching me know that we are three-part beings. We are spirits. We have a soul, which is a mind, a will, and emotions. And we live in a physical body. Three parts to us. A spirit, a soul, and a body. But do you know what's interesting? That joy, the element of supernatural joy, actually affects every part of your three-part being. First of all, knowing that it, it's actually a supernatural substance. It's not a natural substance. Happiness may be natural, but joy is supernatural. How do I know? Because it's a fruit of the Spirit. And if it's a fruit of the Spirit, that means its origin is in the Spirit, it can't be a fruit of the spirit and not be from the spirit. So if it is, it's a spiritual thing, just like love is a spiritual thing. We're talking about the real kind of love, the God kind of love, spiritual. True peace is a spiritual thing. You know, it's an interesting thought about peace. There's this show that's on television, and I can't remember if it's on the History Channel. I can't remember what channel it's on, but this show, if you guys have seen it, it's a survival show. It's called Alone. If you've seen it, it's actually very, very interesting to watch because they'll take a group of so-called self-proclaimed survival experts, allow them to pick 10 items that are on a list, like a bow and arrow, a saw, a knife, whatever, uh, and then they'll put them out in the wilderness in a place where they could never find each other or get to each other physically, and they'll never see anybody else. So they're truly alone. And the way the game works is that the last man standing that does not ring the bell and ring out is the winner of all the money, except you don't know how many other people have uh, rung the bell and gotten taken out of the, uh, basically, wherever they put you in the wilderness. And so it's a mental game because you have to film yourself, record yourself doing all the stuff, and you don't know where everybody else is. You don't know if you're the last man standing or not. You, everybody, and it literally, sometimes it's gone for close to two months before they've come in and get everybody. So uh, one of the things that always blew my mind about that show is that as you're watching these people film themselves, and especially 
when it gets to nighttime and, and they, you know, there's no more wood to be chopped and they're not out trying to fish for food or, you know, they're not doing work and keeping themselves busy. When they get to nighttime and it's time to go to bed, it's interesting that they start to talk about their life to the camera and they start to think and they start to ponder the decisions they've made in the past. They start thinking about their family and so many of them start having regrets. So many of them start crying. Many people, they get out there and they start breaking down and it has nothing to do with the survival situation. They've got a great shelter they've built. They've got firewood. They've found some food. They've got a fire going and it has nothing to do with that. It just has to do with their internal voice and they don't have any peace And when all of the hustle and bustle of society is stripped away from them and they're out there by themselves with their own thoughts and everything that's internal, they can't deal with it. And many times they'll ring out and go home because they can't stand being alone with their own thoughts and their own emotions. It shows you that people that even think they may have peace, in truth, the inner voice is always there. And there's always, there's people that don't have peace. Uh, there's there's Christians that don't, but understand it's because peace is a supernatural element, not a natural one. That's why as a, an unbeliever, you can't ever have true peace. You can, can you imagine trying to have true peace, not knowing where you'll spend eternity for the rest of your life, not knowing what happens, not being sure of what's going to take place in your life after you die or, you know, just not knowing uncertainty. You can't have peace. These elements are spiritual elements. And going back now, joy, it's a spiritual element. So first and foremost, it affects your spirit, man. We have joy. We have a supernatural joy that is a a spiritual joy. In fact, God said in Isaiah 61 that, and of course, we know one of the ways to get into that joy is by praising God. But he said, I'll give you a garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. So it's actually something that God puts onto you that removes a spirit of heaviness. Think about that. The opposite of joy is depression. The opposite of joy is depression. So what happens? The the thing that takes place is what the Bible calls a spirit of heaviness weighs on your shoulders and you're sitting there under a, a heavy load of depression anxiety, suicidal thoughts. But God said the key that will take that spirit. Now notice God called it a spirit. Notice that God called it a spirit. One of the problems we're dealing with in our generation is that people are trying to medicate a spirit. People are trying to counsel a spirit. All they're doing is dealing with the outcome or the effects rather than dealing with the root of the problem, dealing with the origin point of the problem. And so the problem is this. We have tried to medicate a spiritual condition. We have tried to give pills to a spiritual condition. We're trying to counsel out a spiritual condition. Well, what happened in your family? What happened with your father and mother? Let's go back to the beginning of of your life. What happened at your childhood? You know, they get Freudian on you and they're trying to figure out the link as to why the depression is there. Depression is a spiritual thing. According to scripture, it's called a spirit of heaviness. And God has a supernatural joy for you that is a trade-off. 
As you praise him, and the Bible says that pulls you into his presence, and in his presence is fullness of joy, Psalm 1611. In his presence, fullness of joy. So notice that. That garment of praise is a divine trade-off. It's a trade-off. I'll give you praise, which will bring you joy, and in return, I'll lift off a spirit of heaviness from your life. And so understand this. First and foremost, joy affects your spirit man because it is spiritual. But then let's go a step further than that. As you just saw uh, in Isaiah 61, the second area of your body that it affects is your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions. These things, as, as preachers have called it for years, the mind is a battlefield. We call it the battlefield of the mind. And so you know that one of the areas that joy is going to affect is going to be your mind because that's where the battlefield is. That's where people begin to fight depression. That's where they begin to have the thoughts. That's where they begin to have the thoughts and they battle heavy thoughts. But joy affects your mind. It affects your soul. And it gives you the ability to walk in joy in your mind, not just in your spirit. It overflows into your mind. There's my mom. Love you, mom. And then, of course, the final area where joy will affect you in the three-part being is your physical body. Joy will affect your physical body. How do you know that's true? Well, the Bible says in Nehemiah chapter 8 and verse 10 that the, the joy of the Lord, speaking of the joy of the Lord, the joy of the Lord is your strength. So there's a strength that comes upon you when that joy is upon you. So joy affects your spirit, man. Joy affects your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions, and joy affects your physical body. It's no surprise to me that when people battle, and, and Luenda, you tell me if I'm not telling the truth. Luenda works with in the hospital. She, she works as a nurse. She knows this stuff is true. Luenda, you can testify that when people battle, chronic depression, they are, it, it actually brings a tiredness, a weariness on their body. Many people that battle chronic depression, they, they seem, they've got that tiredness that's always on them. I've seen it happen where people actually start to invite them to do things. Hey, you want to go with us? We're going to go to the mall. We're going to go out to dinner. We're going to, no, you guys go. I just don't feel like going out tonight. I just don't feel I'm just, you know what? I'm just going to stay home. I'm just going to stay home. Yeah, because joy is the thing that gives you strength, but the lack of joy, depression, saps your strength. It saps your strength. That's why the Bible says, and I started here, Proverbs 17, 22, a broken spirit dries up your bones. A broken spirit dries up your bones. I'm just telling you this because in this time when we're all home together, home with our families, you know, and, and the reason I'm mentioning this is because it's a, possibly for some, it's a less busy time than it normally would be if you were just going to work nine to five every day. And I know some of you still are going to your jobs, but many of us that have been quarantined to home or whatever, for some you might have happening to you what's happening to those that I described in that show alone, 
where you now you're home with your thoughts and you start to feel this heaviness and you worry, when is this going to end? When is, when are we going to be able to get back to work? When is this going to take place? When is that going to happen? And what ends up happening is if you allow those thoughts to dominate you, then that spirit of heaviness tries to set in, in your spirit. And then what happens? It dries up your bones. It begins to dry up the bones. It's a mistake. And so you have to take actions that will pursue the joy of the Holy Ghost. Take actions that will pursue the joy of the Holy Ghost. I will. I like how the psalmist said this. I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise will continually be in my mouth. He said, oh, magnify the Lord with me. So making decisions, making decisions to put yourself in a place of joy. I like what Brother Hagin used to say. He said, even if you don't feel like laughing, just start laughing. Just, well, brother, I don't want to do that. I'd be laughing in the flesh. Good. Laugh in the flesh until you feel it hit your spirit, man. Just as my grandfather used to say, fake it until you make it. Fake it until you make it. Laugh in the Holy Ghost. Well, I'd be laughing in my flesh right now. I don't feel like laughing. Then laugh in your flesh. Make your flesh enter in. Make your flesh enter in. It's like Paul said in 1 Corinthians 9 and verse 27. He said, I buffet my body on a daily basis, making it do what it should. Making it do what it should. So make your body do what it should. Dance before the Lord at home. You know what we've been doing? I've been, we've been putting on music. We'll dance through the house right here. I'll dance. My wife dances. So if you Listen, if you guys follow my wife on Instagram, you know she's always dancing in the kitchen. She's singing into a spoon. She, you know, same thing. We get our kids in there. We put this praise music on and we'll, have, we'll dance before the Lord. We'll shout. We'll jump in, in our own home. We don't wait till we get to church. We do it here at home. Praise God. We praise God. I'll take off dancing in the middle of one of these praise breaks. We'll put it on like that song we've been listening to, Power. I'll put that thing on, dance through the house. I'll listen to preaching like Bishop Patterson, dance through the house. I don't allow anything to be the uh, the element that governs whether or not I'm walking in joy. No. And I like what Brandon put put up there from the from what the Bible tells us in 1 Samuel 30. The Bible says David encouraged himself in the Lord. David encouraged himself. Isn't that interesting? Didn't wait for somebody else to encourage him. Didn't wait for another revival to come through town. Didn't wait for Sunday morning or Wednesday night service. He did not wait until there was a prayer line or until a newsletter came in the mail. David learned how to encourage himself in the Lord. And you can do the same. You can encourage yourself in the Lord. Hallelujah. I feel the joy of the Lord in this broadcast tonight. I feel it on me. And it's getting on you. It's getting on you even through this broadcast. I'm imparting to you overwhelming joy. I'm imparting to you supernatural strength. You'll not leave this broadcast the same way we started it. You'll leave this broadcast with an impartation of the joy of the Holy Ghost. You will leave this broadcast tonight with an impartation of the joy of the Holy Ghost. You're not, you're not going to be the same. God's taking you up tonight to another level. 
We're going up to another level tonight in faith, and we're going up to another level tonight in joy. And God is going to fill your mouth with laughter. He's going to fill your tongue with singing. Hallelujah. He's going to fill your tongue with singing. He's going to put you into a place of overwhelming joy. There's our friend. There's Beth Boysworth. Love you. Good to see you on tonight. Ruby, amen. That's what, see, I asked Lowendo a question. See there, she's answering. She said the addicts come in with diagnosis of depression, anxiety, bipolar, PTSD. Then they meet Lowenda, who's full of the Holy Ghost. And as the Spirit leads me, I share how I got my joy and the seed is sown. And she's working right there in the hospitals. And, and literally, she's not just doing the work of man, but now she's doing the work of God because she's doing what the Holy Ghost leads her to do. And she's imparting that joy, imparting the gospel. And it's a seed, as she said, it's a seed. And it gets on you and it gets in you. It fills you up until you begin to overflow. You can't hang, you can't handle it anymore. You just start, you just start laughing. He'll overtake you with his goodness. You'll be overcome with his goodness, overcome with his goodness. And so I want you to hear this. There's a joy coming on every one of us tonight. There's a joy as we step in. I feel this tonight, man. As we step into a new month, we have crossed over into a new month. We've crossed over into a new quarter of this year, and we're going to cross over with overwhelming joy. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, we're going to laugh. You know, you might be in a place and like, man, nothing, nothing seems like a laughing material where I'm at. From my perspective, everything looks bleak. Everything looks bleak to me. <laughs> That's why it used to make me laugh, listening to the way that Brother Hagin would laugh. He'd make, his, make himself laugh. He'd just start off, you know, ha, ha, ha. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, 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 ha. And then something would hit him and he'd start laughing and he'd feel the Holy Ghost hit him and he'd start laughing, but his spirit would start laughing. His spirit would start laughing. Sometimes you got to make your dead flesh enter in to what the word of God says. Amen. We have overwhelming joy, overwhelming, which is our strength. If he could say that to them in the Old Testament, imagine what we've got going on in the New Testament. Now that that spirit of joy actually lives in our bodies, it didn't live in them back then. It would just come upon them and leave, come upon them and leave, come upon them and leave. But in the New Testament, the Holy Spirit doesn't leave us. He doesn't come on us and then leave. He is dwelling in us. Our physical bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And so now that Holy Spirit doesn't leave and he's the spirit of joy. He's the spirit of joy, and he's in you right now. The spirit of joy is in you right now. Joy is no side dish, as some have tried to make it out to be. Well, you, you hear preachers, they'll do a whole message on just preaching on joy only. You know, where's the meat? Let's get out the meat. The joy is the meat. The joy is the meat. How do I know? Listen to what Paul the apostle said. In Romans 14, 17, he said, the kingdom of God is not a matter of what you eat or drink, but it's righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That 
is what makes up the kingdom of God, according to the apostle Paul. So you can't look at joy like it's some little side dish to the entree of salvation when you start to realize that it makes up one third of what Paul said the kingdom of God is. How can you actually operate in the kingdom of God without the strength of God? That, that's a phenomenal question that we need to answer. How could anybody be impactful, be effective in the kingdom of God if you don't have the joy of God? See, the joy is the strength to do the work. The joy is the strength to do the work. That's why, why do you think the devil fights against joy, especially in this generation, so hardcore? The reason? He doesn't want people to do the work that they're called to do. It's not just sinners that are battling depression and anxiety. Christians are. Christians are battling it. I'll, call, I'll give altar calls. We'll hold revivals. I'll give altar calls and say, if you're battling chronic depression, anxiety attacks, if you're battling suicidal thoughts, I want you to get out of your uh, seat and come to this altar and I'm gonna lay hands on you, loose the joy of the Lord. And there'll be a massive uh, amount of the congregation that'll come down and some out of the choir and some out of the frontline singers that need an impartation of joy. Why? Because you can clearly see right now it's one of the number one things the devil's trying to do in America and around the world to destroy this generation. One out of every three or four, depending on what statistic you read, one out of every three or four, so anywhere between 28 to 33% of people in America are taking an antidepressant. It is now the number one prescribed medication in the nation above heart medication or anything else. People are taking antidepressants. People are uh, anxious. They're fearful. They're depressed. You can clearly see it's an attack of the devil. You can clearly see how it's ramped up over the last 20 years. It wasn't like this in 2000. It wasn't like this in 1995. You know, I, when I was in high school, there wasn't everybody taking an antidepressant like there is now. All these different uh, teenagers and college-age students that are ex insanely depressed and are on three different medications. We didn't have that. I knew a lot of people, and we did not have that. So you imagine, in just 20 years, in just 20 years, there has been an intense increase in depression. Because the devil's attacking the strength. Think about this. The strength of people. Listen to Lewenda. She's, a, she's a nurse. She said, laughing massage, massages your gizzard organs, which increases blood flow, which decreases depression and anxiety, decreases blood pressure and cholesterol. When laughing, there's no room for anxiety and depression. Absolutely true. It's, it's, it's true. There is nothing like a good laugh. Look at that. Look at that. It's insane. I mean, it's absolutely insane. And so you start to realize that there's an attack going on, an attack going on against, and I list all the statistics verbatim in my book, Praise, Laugh, Repeat, uh, from the American Psychological Association. You can get the book and look at the statistics for yourself. And I cite them. I cite the studies. It's insane what people are battling. But you know what? There's a way out. 
It's the joy of the Holy Ghost. It's your strength. Not only that, joy, I want, to, I want you to see this with me. Joy is an element that literally propels you into the victory God has planned for your life. Listen to this. If we go back to the Old Testament and read Isaiah chapter 55, and everybody loves to uh, quote verse 11 of Isaiah 55 because it talks about the power of God's word. But I want to read you verse 11 and verse 12 because they both go together in context. Listen to this. And you've heard me preach on that, Ariana. Uh, So shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it will accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. Now go to verse 12. For you shall go out in joy and be led forth in peace. Stop there. Do you see that? You shall go out in joy, but then be led forth by peace. And so two things you need to see. Number one, joy pushes you. Peace pulls you. I want you everybody to write that in the comment section. Those that are watching, joy pushes you. Peace pulls you. Joy pushes you. Peace pulls you. Here we see it. You shall go out with joy and then be led forth by peace. So I look at it this way because it's a very interesting uh, analogy. I look at it this way. If you're in a car, if you're in a car, joy is the gas in the tank. But peace is Google Maps leading you where you're supposed to be going. Joy is the gas in the tank. Peace is like Google Maps telling you which turns to make. And so you have joy to go out and do, joy to propel you into purpose, but then when it's time to make decisions, which way do I go? Peace pulls you into the right decision. When you're making decisions, it's important to consult the Lord on the decisions you're making and ask him what his desire is, but then also pay attention to your spirit man. Pay attention to your spirit because your spirit man is in sync with the Holy Spirit. Your spirit man is in sync with the Holy Ghost. You've been united with Christ. So if you feel a check, we call it a check, you feel an uneasiness, you feel a warning in your spirit about something, taking an action, going somewhere, moving somewhere, taking a job, it's a sign from the Holy Ghost, don't make that decision. And people, you'll hear people say this, well, I just don't feel peace about that. No, you don't feel peace about it because the Holy Spirit is giving you a warning, a check. And so when you're looking at, let's say you came to a crossroads in your life and there's three, three decisions you could make. As you're meditating on the three decisions that you could make, you have to be mindful of what your spirit man is sensing. If you see, if you're, imagine, well, I, could, I could take this action, but you feel with, with number one, option number one, I just don't feel peace in that. I just don't feel peace in doing it. And then you go and you're, you're thinking about number two, I just, I don't, I I'm, imagine myself even taking that action. I don't feel any peace in that. Even thinking about the outcome, I don't feel peace in moving to that state or taking that job. I don't feel uh, uh, peace doing that. But then you start to meditate on three. 
and that option number three, and you feel yourself, man, I just, it just feels right to me in my spirit. I just feel at peace. I feel at peace. People think it's foolish to live like that, but I tell you, it's the wisest thing that you could do to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. First of all, I don't listen or put stock in the opinions of people that aren't saved or filled with the Holy Ghost when it comes to life decisions. I don't put stock in it. I don't put stock in it. Even my guidance counselor at high school was angry at me because I didn't apply to more colleges. But I didn't need to apply to more colleges because the Holy Spirit had already told me which college to attend when I was praying and fasting. And I had peace in my spirit about it. And I knew where I was supposed to go. I knew where I was supposed to go. So I didn't need, what a waste of time it would have been for me to apply to 20 colleges. You know, she was all bent out of shape. I came into her office. She said, how, I, she's like, how many, how many applications did you put in? I said, one. You know, she whipped her, one, one. You know, what if they don't accept you? You're not being responsible in regards to your future. What if they don't accept you? Of course, I, don't, I also don't think she, she understood how Bible schools work. As my cousin says, if you have money and a pulse, they'll let you in. And if you don't have the pulse, they'll, they still may let you in. Yeah, my, my guidance counselor in high school couldn't believe that I would make a decision. How could you only apply to one college? Well, I, the reason is because I have uh, someone who leads and guides me into all truth. It's the Holy Spirit. And as I prayed and as I fasted, and let me just say this because it's interesting to note this. I was planning to go somewhere else. I was planning to go somewhere else. And then in a time of prayer and fasting, I actually was able to understand that the Holy Spirit had another desire for my life. And so as soon as I heard the leading of the Holy Spirit, I canceled the first plans and made plans to do what the Holy Spirit said. Most important thing you could ever do in your whole life is listen to what the Holy Spirit says and obey his leading. How do you know? You're led forth by peace. So after the Holy Spirit spoke to me, you could even sit there and you could imagine yourself still making the other decision anyway. Well, you know, I, I know that I felt to do the other, but I'm going to stick with my original. You could feel it, it wasn't peaceful, even in your heart. Man, if I did do that, if I did go to that college I was planning to go to, if I did move to that state I was planning to move to, I don't feel any peace in that. I know it's wrong. I know it's not for me. But then when you sit and meditate on the things that the Holy Spirit has led you to do, you feel a peace in your spirit to make those decisions. Why? Because you are led forth by peace, but you go out in joy. You go out in joy, you're led forth by peace. So joy is a strength to your body, but it's a fuel for your purpose. Think about that. It's a strength to your body, but it is a fuel to your purpose. And so every one of us needs to access. See, one of the biggest mistakes we could make is thinking that only people who are depressed need joy. <laughs> That's not true. It's not true. Let me tell you, I'm not depressed. I've never been depressed and I need joy. I've never, had, I've never battled chronic depression a day in my life. I've never been depressed a day in my life. I've never, I've never felt that ever. But that does not negate the fact 
that I need the joy of the Lord. I need it. I need it. And on a daily basis, I need it. I can't live without the joy of the Holy Spirit. That's like having a car and refusing to put fuel in it. That's, it's, it's a paperweight. It's a big paperweight in your driveway. What's the point of having a car that has no gas in it? You might as well not have the vehicle. Well, it is a very nice vehicle. We just don't feel to put gas in it. Well, then it's nothing. It's nothing. And here's the problem is that there are Christians, listen to me very carefully. There are Christians who have all potential power in the universe because there's not a, listen to me, there's not a caste system as some would try to make it out to be. There's not a caste system in the body of Christ where you have like more important believers and less important and those that are uh, the elites and those that, no, we're all members in particular. Paul taught that we should never think that way. You can, the eyes can't say to the ears on the body, I don't need you. The nose can't say to the mouth on the body, I don't need you. Can't do that. We can't do that. We need all members that are in particular, they all have a function and a form. So don't, it doesn't create a caste system. It's just that there are people, the whole body of Christ is filled with unlimited potential power. But many people never actualize that power because they refuse to use the fuel and the things that God's given them as tools to actualize that power. And one of the main tools that many people just disregard is the supernatural joy of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. It's the joy of the Holy Ghost. It is strength to your physical body. It is strength to your mind. It is strength to your spirit. It is fuel to your purpose. It actually fills you with that life. Fills you with that life. That's why the Bible said, and the Lord directed me to this once when I was reading Proverbs 17, 22, a broken spirit dries up the bones. I didn't think that that made any sense because the first half of the proverb says, a merry heart does good like a medicine, but then a broken spirit dries up the bones. How do those two things go together? And then the Lord said, study in the book of Leviticus. And what I found obviously was the Bible says the life is in the blood. The life is in the blood. And our blood is produced from the marrow of our bones. What that proverb is literally trying to say, years and years and years before medical technology proved it, is that when joy, good evening, Brother Daryl, when joy is stolen from your life, what the devil's actually doing is choking the literal life force out of your body, choking the life force out of your body. Why? Because your blood is produced in the marrow of your bones, but a lack of joy, a broken spirit will dry up your bones. There's my friend, Ted Melton. Love you. Good to see you and Ashley. I love you both very much. A broken spirit will dry up your bones steals the life force from you. And so in these, especially now, it's important to do what David did and encourage yourself in the Lord. Encourage yourself in the Lord. You know, that's an interesting thing, Luanda. I've never put that together. And of course, I wouldn't have known to put it together because I don't have any medical training. But that's such an interesting thought that it has to do with the blood flow being decreased. 
the blood flow being decreased, that it actually stops the blood flow and the blood that actually fills your, uh, your organs, your muscles of your body. When that flow is decreased, it brings a weakness. It steals the energy and the life from your body. It actually even steals, you know, obviously the, the muscles, everything, the oxygen that even is carried in your blood. It's a very interesting thing that God knew the intricacies of the human body that he created and understood what would happen when joy was released into your body by the Spirit of God. It would not allow the devil to steal your joy and steal your strength and steal your peace and steal your ability to accomplish what he called you to do. A broken spirit dries up the bones. Amen. What a, what a testimony, Kristen. She said, I broke free from all of that depression, anxiety, ADHD, becoming born again, saved me through all my meds in the trash. Been going strong three plus years. I think we ought to lift our hands in the comments section and give God thanks and praise even for Kristen's testimony that who knows where she would be tonight if the Lord didn't touch her, if the Lord didn't set her free. Maybe she would have succumbed to a, a suicidal thought or to a, a, a low point in her mind when the devil was attacking. But thanks be unto God who always gives us the victory through Jesus Christ our Lord. 1 Corinthians 15, 57. Paul said, thanks be unto God who gives us the victory, and he gave Kristen the victory, and she's free tonight by the power of the Holy Ghost. She's given God praise on the broadcast, hanging with all of us, and can stand in freedom because of the mighty Holy Ghost and the joy of the Lord that's on her life. It's the same power, that same anointing is available for every one of us. The same glory, the same fire, the same anointing. It's available for every one of us. Somebody needs to share this broadcast right now because this thing is so real. I feel the strength of the joy of the Lord on my physical body right now. And in a moment, I'm going to pray for every one of you and release the mighty joy of the Holy Ghost. We're going to release the mighty joy of the Holy Ghost to every man, every woman in just a moment. It's so important that we catch this revelation that joy is not a feeling. Joy is not an emotion. Joy is spiritual fuel from the Holy Ghost. Joy is spiritual fuel from the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. It is spiritual fuel. And I'm just, I'm just telling you right now that when a believer is filled to overflowing with the mighty joy of the Holy Spirit, there's nothing, there's nothing that can stop a believer like that. Nothing. You become unstoppable. What did I, what did I call this broadcast tonight? What did I call this broadcast? Unlock unstoppable strength. Unlock unstoppable strength. Why do you call it unstoppable strength? Because a believer who is filled with joy in the Holy Ghost is so strong, is so, uh, I mean, you just, you, you, you become, it's almost like, you guys remember when the, the original Mario Brothers came out? Super Mario Brothers. 
1989 or 1990, whatever year it was. I remember my father brought one home and hooked it up to our TV. And we had that first game, Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt, pop it in. And that little uh, Mario would run around and he'd hit those bricks and he'd hit those boxes that many of them held coins. But if you got on one of those boxes and hit it, a star would come out. You guys remember that? And the star would go bouncing around the screen. And if you caught the star, the music would change. You know, remember the original music? It was bump, 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 bump. But when you hit that star, man, when you took that star, it would go dun, 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 ba, dun, dun, ba, dun, 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 dun. You remember that? And what would happen? He'd be all flashing and he'd run through the board. What would happen? Everything that touched him would fly off of him. All the turtles, all the little brown Goombas, everything that was the little things that were trying to throw hammers, everything that touched him would just bounce off of him and die. What happened? He got to a place where he was invincible. And I, it's like, that's what I see. When people catch the joy of the Holy Ghost, when they have the fuel of God's spirit operating in their life, it's like you get that, that star hits you. I can hear everything change. That's exactly what I hear. You're going to hear it. It's going to get stuck in your head. And I'm just telling you, I need to do a praise break like that. We need, we need to do like, we need to, we need to record that. We'll sample the old Mario brothers and, and do a, and do a Mario brothers praise break. Cause I'm gonna tell you something, the enemy's going to try to attack you and you're going to be so full of joy. All you're going to hear in your spirit is bum, 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 you're going to start running, knocking things over. Every demon's going to run out of your house. I'm just telling you, when you get full of the power of the Holy Ghost, nothing can stop you. Nothing can stop you when you're full of the power of the Holy Ghost. And that's going to be our story in Jesus' name. In this second quarter of the year, we are going to walk in such joy. We're going to walk in such power. We're going to walk in such glory that the devil is going to freak out. He'll be pulling his hair out of his head in frustration as we walk in total victory in this second quarter of 2020. And I love it. Today is the first day. Today is the first day of this new quarter, this new month. We've crossed over and we've crossed over in victory. And I'm telling you, it's going to get greater and it's going to get greater and it's going to get greater. We're not backing up. We're not fading away. We're not laying off. We're doing more than we've ever done. Doing more than we've ever done. I'm thanking God. You know, one of the reasons I'm thanking God today, I'm thanking God because our uh, governor, just, just like our prayers are being answered, our, our, our governor here in Florida announced today that uh, starting today, churches, Brandon, just like Texas, churches are essential uh, establishments in the state of Florida. Churches are now considered. Well, thank you for finally recognizing the fact that churches are essential establishments. They've always been essential establishments. It doesn't take a government edict or it doesn't take a government announcement to let us know that we're essential. We're the salt of the earth. We're the light of the world. We're a city that's set on a hill that cannot be hid. I don't need some politician to tell me that my what I've got in me is essential. It's essential. And I know that the world needs it. And we're not going to stop. We're not backing off. I like what the Bible says in Hebrews 10. 
We're not of those that draw back unto perdition, but those that believe unto the saving of the soul. We don't draw back. And I want every person that's on with me tonight to put it in the comments section. We don't draw back. I want you to put it in the comments right now. Every person, we don't draw back. Pop it in. Declare it. We don't draw back. That's not who we are. It's not what we do. We don't draw back. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And I'm praying this tide turns quickly. This tide turns quickly for the people of God. We don't draw back in Jesus' name. We don't draw back. In, that's it, Adam. There's Adam Boysworth. Love you, buddy. We don't draw back, but we're those that press forward to the saving of the soul. We believe. We move forward. We advance. Faith always moves forward. Faith always moves forward. You got to believe like that. You got to talk like that. You got to live like that. Faith always moves forward. You know, some people don't think that we should be this bold. Some people don't think we should be making a statement now or a stance right now, taking a stand. I believe we should be. It's my belief that we should be, that we should not allow anything to try to hinder our right to praise, worship, and serve the Lord the way that we see fit in America to serve him. We have a right to do it. We should stand for the right and thank God. And listen, don't let anything, that's why I, I always encourage people, turn the news off. Too many people watching the news, always waiting for another announcement from the news, waiting for another press conference, waiting for another headline. I don't need that. I don't need that. I'm full of joy and my joy is my strength. I encourage you, throw the praise music on in the house. Throw the preaching clips on YouTube. Turn on Miracle Word Radio. Turn on Miracle Word Radio. Blast it in your home. Blast it in your car. Put speakers in the yard and blast it through your neighborhood. No one can come and tell you to stop because of social distancing. <laughs> oh man, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, things are turning. Things are turning in our favor. And I'll tell you this, it might've been the greatest quarter of a year that you've ever had. I think it may have been for us. I have to go back and look, but I'm I, just looking at what happened January through March for Miracle Word Ministries and for this, for my wife and I, this may be, may have been the greatest quarter of any year that we've ever had in the history of our ministry. Greatest ever. And I'll tell you, that's going to be true for you. If it was your greatest or if it was your worst, that quarter is over and we just crossed over into a new one. And this, I'm, that's why I've got my faith. Because let me tell you, Although the first quarter of 2020 was phenomenal, although the first quarter of 2020 blew the roof off anything we've seen, the second quarter is going to be better. It's going to be better in Jesus' mighty name. I said it's going to be better in Jesus' mighty name. It's going to be better in Jesus' mighty name. Because I'm going to tell you, God is lifting us, lifting us up with his mighty right hand. I'm talking to you. Now, I'm not talking about me, although I'm one of them. Us. God is lifting us up with his mighty right hand, head and shoulders above the rest to make us a spectacle in the earth, a spectacle. 
that people's eyes will snap to us to see what God's doing? What do you think it means to be a city set on a hill, a light that cannot be hidden? What do you think that means? It means that everybody, we're not, as the church, the, the, we're not called to have the world looking down on us all the time. You know, we're like, that stupid little church. No, the Bible says we'll be a city set on a hill, which means that the world will all be looking up to us. The world will be looking up to us. They'll be looking for answers from us. They'll be looking for help from us. They'll be looking for assistance. They'll be looking. That's what, that's the, that's the word. They're looking up. They're not looking down. God's lifting us head and shoulders above the rest in such a way that only he will get the glory for what he's doing in our lives. Only he will. Nobody else. Only God will. That's the key. That is the key. And so I'm encouraging you tonight. Joy. I'm going to pray a prayer right now and loose the spirit of joy. I don't know if you can feel what I'm sensing on this broadcast right now, but I feel so stirred up in my spirit. I feel like running around this room. I'm just being honest with you. I feel so stirred up in my spirit. And we know we don't go by how we feel, but let me tell you something. It's nice to be able to feel the anointing also. It lifts you up. But I'm just telling you right now, I'm going to pray and loose to every man and loose to every woman that's watching. If you'll receive it, an overwhelming spirit of joy. Brandon, if you're driving, you might want to pull over. <laughs> you get, you gauge it. You gauge it. But I'm just telling you, I feel the anointing of God in my spirit. And I feel the power of God that's coming upon every one of you that are watching this. And I see people are, are jumping on with us. Get ready to receive. Because God has an impartation of overwhelming joy. If you are watching me and you're one of the ones that I was talking about that the devil has tried to attack you with depression and anxiety, it is coming to an end tonight in the mighty name of Jesus. Maybe you're watching and the enemy's tried to use suicidal thoughts against your life. It comes to an end tonight in the mighty name of Jesus. That weakness, it's over. That harassment, it's over in Jesus' mighty name. Rest is coming to you tonight by the power of God. Father, I pray for every man, every woman watching the broadcast. I take authority over depression. I take authority over anxiety. I take authority over suicidal thoughts. I take authority over ADD, ADHD. I take authority over even dreams of death that steal the rest of God's people. And I rebuke it in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I loose the joy of the Holy Ghost. Be filled with the joy of the Holy Ghost tonight. Joy overflowing and overwhelming. Even now, I pray, Lord, you fill their mouth with laughter. Fill their tongue with singing in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, from this night forward, let us walk through the whole rest of this year with overwhelming joy. People will stop and ask us, "What are you so happy about? What happened? What are you so? What's, what, why are you laughing? What's going?" And it'll be only the joy of the Holy Ghost. Never again will our happiness or our joy be based upon circumstances, but they are based upon what your word says, Lord, and we give you honor. We give you praise for the spirit of joy lives on the inside of our bodies. The Holy Spirit from heaven lives on the inside of our bodies. So we give you praise.
And we give you glory tonight for your goodness and your mercy. And now we laugh in the devil's face because he doesn't have the resource or the ability to stop God's people from doing what we're called to do. We are kings and priests in this earth because of Jesus Christ. We're seated far above every name that is named, all dominion, all authority. It is under our feet, not right under our feet, far under our feet in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, and we give you praise and we give you honor. And if you believe it, somebody lift your hands, thank the Lord for joy, thank the Lord for peace. And I loose it tonight for every person What your word says, Lord, in Psalm 127, verse 2, that you give rest to your loved ones. And so, Lord, I ask you tonight, let every person receive overwhelming rest tonight. Let them sleep through the night with no issues, no dreams that harass their mind, no waking up through the night, perfect peace, perfect rest in the mighty name of Jesus. We give you glory, Lord. We give you praise. There's Pam McLeod. I love you. In Jesus' mighty name, we thank you, Lord, and we say a loud amen. If that's you, shout it, a loud amen. Just throw some hands up. Somebody declare, I receive, I receive, I receive, I receive. In Jesus' mighty name, I receive myself. And I feel the joy that's been imparted to me once again by the Holy Ghost. We're walking in joy, walking in peace. In Jesus' name, walking in joy and walking in peace. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I feel it tonight, man. I feel it tonight. Supernatural. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. (laughs) Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, mighty Holy Spirit. (laughs) Marissa said, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. I receive it myself. I receive it too, Nick. Joy, 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 down in my soul. I like that phrase in that song because the world didn't give it and the world can't take it away. That's That's a phenomenal point. (laughs) the world didn't give it. That means the world's not the origin of my joy, so it can't be the end of my joy. I like that because the Bible says that he is the author and the finisher of my faith. You know why the devil can't be the finisher of your faith? Because he's not the author of your faith. That's why that the Bible says that God is the author. Christ is the author and the finisher. Uh, The only reason that the devil can't be the finisher is because he's not the author. Christ is the author and he's the finisher of your faith. So catch this tonight. This is something that the world cannot take from you because the world did not give it to you. (laughs) Woo, hallelujah. Luenda took off running in her apartment. Thank you, Jesus. That's it. Dance if you want to. Shout if you want to, run if you want to, jump. Just those of you, if you're driving, Brandon, don't step on the gas pedal harder. Just stay obeying the speed limit, but just shout in the vehicle. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, we've got it. We've got it. We've got the victory. We've got the victory. Listen, first day of April. People call it April Fool's Day. We're making a fool out of the devil on April Fool's Day. He, he'll never harass me again, ever. In Jesus' name, I am an overcomer, more than a conqueror. First day, not only of this month, it's the first day of this new quarter. So I'm going to encourage every one of you tonight. We're going to pray again in just a moment. The Holy Spirit's going to give you an instruction about a seed to sow. And I'm going to tell you, I'm excited about this because we have wonderful partners that stand with us. And I want to say thank you for partnering with us. Look at that, all those people. And this is just, I couldn't even put everybody in because it was overloading the program. But look at all these people that are standing with us. Vicki and Karen, Michael and Catherine Albert, Heather, Swick. I mean, look at all the wonderful people that are standing with Miracle Word. Kathleen Wolf, uh, Daniel Ferrar, I mean, from, from Georgia. Just, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. All of the people that are standing in faith and believing Believing for miracles, believing for a generation to be changed, believing for a nation to be shaken. And so we're going to sow. Why do we sow? Because we believe that what we're releasing financially is going to bring not only a harvest to us, but we're sending a harvest to somebody else. Our seed is sending a harvest to somebody else. I mean, look at all these faithful partners, Josiah and Alyssa Griever, Greg and Kathy Hamilton. God bless you. David Guidel. It's, it's amazing. It's wonderful. Jackie Blake, we love you and appreciate you. Lynn Armstrong, we love Lynn so much. Bill and Kelly Berardi, we love you. We appreciate you. Tina King. And, uh, and, and listen, I can, st I can say here that I, I truly believe I have some of the best partners in the world. Thank you, Lynn Lynn Ann Lake, and we, we appreciate you. We love you. Philip Kong, Ben and Amy Jerome, we love them. We pray for you. There's Luenda's name, Luenda Hallberg. We love you. Stephen Patty Lee in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And, uh, and so we're going to pray. The Lord's going to speak to you as to what you're to sow. And God will give you an instruction. You know what's an interesting thing? that when, I've Let me just say this to you. I, I don't know that I've ever really taking the time to share this properly. Can I, can I tell you a secret? Can I show you a secret? If you don't mind me showing you a secret real quick, throw a hand in the, in the, throw a hand in the comments, because this is something I never saw. This is something I didn't even know. I didn't even know this. If you don't mind me showing you, give me, give me like five, five minutes, even less, because this right here, this right here, I never knew. And it took these, these years, times of study to even figure out what was going on with this, to even figure this out. When I was reading 2 Corinthians chapter 9, I saw something that caught my eye. I saw something that caught my eye and I had never seen it before. And uh, it was interesting to me. And so I started to investigate. That's what I do. If I see something, man, I'll go down the rabbit hole and I, I won't come out until I've figured out everything I can find out about it. And I was reading a verse that we all read so often from 2 Corinthians 9 as Paul, thank you, Adrian Shandra, I appreciate you both very much. As Paul's teaching the church about their, their giving, this, the seeds they're sowing. And um, he said something that we all hear so often from the scripture. 
listen to this. He said, uh, 2 Corinthians 9, 7, you must each decide in your heart how much to give. And don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. And then look at this, in quotation marks, which I never saw in any other Bible. I was reading the New Living Translation during just a uh, a time of, um, just, just like in a time of devotion. And he said, uh, in quotation marks, I never saw this. He said, for God loves a person who gives cheerfully. Well, because I never saw that in any other translations before, the quotation marks that is, I started thinking to myself, who is Paul quoting? Who is Paul quoting? Thank you, Brandon. Who in the world is Paul quoting in this passage? And so I started to do the research on it. And one of the things that's interesting that you'll find out if you study Bible history and bibliology, many of the apostles by this time, especially Paul, we know for a fact he was, they were carrying around with them a Greek version of the Old Testament called the Septuagint, a Greek version of the Old Testament, which was originally, you know, it was written in Hebrew and Aramaic, but they had translated it. 70 scholars had translated it into Greek. And that's what actually Paul was carrying around as he was writing his letters to the churches. And his references, when he quotes the Old Testament, he's quoting the Old Testament from the Greek Septuagint. Here's a place that he does it. And it says in quotation marks, um, God loves a person who gives cheerfully. So then I looked at the asterisk here, very interesting uh, thing. And it says, uh, see footnote on Proverbs 22.8. See the footnote on Proverbs 22.8. So I turned back to Proverbs. Most people never think to check up on Paul's theology, but I was... It, it, it was it was really 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 interesting to me, and and notice what Paul was trying to get into their minds. This is so powerful. Twenty two eight, the Bible says here in the note that in the Septuagint there's an additional proverb that says this: God blesses the man who gives cheerfully, but his worthless deeds will come to an end. So stop right there, and if you've never heard this, catch this in your spirit. Paul is giving them a warning that he discovered. And that's why Paul's telling the church, don't give in response to manipulation or pressure. For God loves a cheerful giver. And he's quoting back from that uh, proverb in in, uh, the Septuagint, God blesses a cheerful giver, but his worthless deeds will come to an end. What was the revelation Paul caught that he was giving the church in in Corinth? He was saying this, if you give because of manipulation or pressure, it turns your seed into a worthless deed. And notice what it says about worthless deeds in Proverbs 22.8. His worthless deeds will come to an end. Now, what do we know about seed time? As long as the earth remains, There will be seed time and harvest. So that never ends. So when you're doing what the Holy Spirit tells you, that system never ends. But if you let the devil steal the joy, that's why I said God loves a cheerful, a joyful giver. If you let the devil steal the joy of your giving by making you feel forced or manipulated or under pressure, it transforms your seed into a worthless deed something that could have brought a harvest back, 
will now never bring a harvest back. Your worthless deeds will come to an end. That's why when it comes to sowing into the kingdom, to giving an offering, we don't ever give in response to pressure or manipulation. That's why you've never watched one time on this broadcast or been in any of my revival services where I've put pressure on people and manipulated people to give. Because even I know that if I was to be foolish enough to do that, it would steal your ability to have a harvest come back from God. And I don't want that. God has given us sowing and reaping so that we can receive harvests from heaven in our lives. That's why we pray. That's why you pray and are led by the Holy Spirit. And that same joy that will push you into purpose is the same joy that'll push you in giving. God loves a cheerful giver. The same peace that pulls you into your purpose is the same peace that'll lead you into sowing your seed. And that's why this moment that we have together as we start a new month and a new quarter is so vitally important because it is our opportunity to set ourselves in position for harvests like we've never seen in these final moments of time. So I want you to pray with me and listen in your spirit to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Father, in Jesus' name, speak to every one of us. Speak to every man and woman and give us that instruction from heaven that as we obey it, the joy of the Lord comes into our hearts as we sow a seed. And we thank you for it and give you praise and glory. We will listen to the voice of your spirit and we'll never rebel. We'll never, we'll never brush it off. We'll never uh, take it lightly. We don't do it flippantly. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Luenda, for sowing a seed. Luenda is a faithful partner of Miracle Word Ministries. You can see these, these names that are scrolling on the bottom of the screen. These are the just some. I mean, I couldn't even, I tried to put all of them in, and the program said it's too many. It was, it was glitching out trying to scroll that many names. So we can't, we can't do it. And so this is all the ones that I could put in that it would that would allow the scrolling to actually work. But these are faithful men and women, just as you are, that are standing with us. And we thank God for you. We thank God for you. Thank God for speaking to you. You know, Carol and I have prayed and said, Lord, speak to people to attach themselves to this ministry, that we can step out and do what we've never done before and together all be blessed as the family of God. And our, our specific prayer request was, Lord, I pray that you would attach us to at least a thousand people that on a monthly basis would sow $85 or more to see the gospel preached, to see people changed by the power of your spirit. And do you know what God's doing? He's answering our prayer. Look at all these wonderful people. Look at the people here in the comments that are sowing seed. You can always use hashtag donate if you'd like to, or you can go, if you're on YouTube, you can go to miracleword.com or you can use cash app or you can use PayPal or Venmo, however you'd like to do it. But it's all available to you. Those on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Periscope, you can use hashtag donate in the comments section. And let me tell you, I love and appreciate you guys so very much for standing with us and believing God for increase. We're believing for increase in your life, without question. And all those that have been sowing and sowed over a thousand, we're sending this to you. We've got brand new ones coming in from the factory they make these special because I guess not enough people um, are buying genuine leather Bibles anymore. People just want digital or want some kind of a paperback. I like a nicely put together, beautiful, genuine leather Bible. This is the Life Application Study Bible in the New Living Translation. We're going to sign this to your family and send it to you as our way of saying thank you for everybody that sowed a thousand or more. 
And uh, we have other gifts. You know, we send you things to be a blessing to say our thank you to you. And so big thank you. Don't forget, uh, of course, we'll be back again tomorrow morning, 1030 and tomorrow night at 7 p.m. But I wanted to remind you of this. It is a new month and we've got Miracle Word Kids new mission at MiracleWordKids.com as well as the upcoming live craft party with all the kids 2 p.m. Eastern time on April the 9th. You're not going to want to miss it. And then if you've not gotten a chance to pre-order my brand new book, Further Faster, go today. I'm telling you, this is going to be phenomenal. And uh, everything's done. I'm thanking God. Today, everything was completed. And we're sending it out to the printer. And it's going to ship this month uh, to you guys. And this is going to be the best that I've ever put out without question. Thank you, Lord, for your help. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And um, so I want to encourage you, if you've not pre-ordered this, now's the time. Because in the, when this first shipment comes in from the printer, it's going to become first serve, uh, first come, first serve for the book. And uh, there's people already that have pre-ordered and a lot of people that are wanting it. Get yours today, shop.miracleword.com, and uh, it'll be a massive blessing to you. Um, Kristen is asking, how do we increase our partner amount? The best way to do it, Kristen, and, and those of you that want to do that, please contact Jenna at MiracleWord.com, J-E-N-N-A at MiracleWord.com. There's been people, even last week, we've had a bunch of people write in and doing the same thing you feel in your spirit. We want to increase our partner amount. And uh, that's the best way to do it. Contact Jenna, J-E-N-N-A at MiracleWord.com. She can help you do anything you need to do. And we thank you and say we love and appreciate all of you that are uh, standing with us very, very much. I'm excited, man, for a new month. Very, very excited for what God's going to do. And um, I'm going to see if I can do something here. I think I can. My uh, my favorite song, I got to play it again. I'm going back to the old school version for you guys. I don't care. Going to the old school. Going back to the old school. And so, <laughs> you know, I love this song and I'm not going to play me singing it. I'm going to play them singing it because I love it that much. We're going to put, we're going to play. I'm a Pentecostal. My favorite song is we're going out tonight. Thanks, Luenda, for putting that in. I appreciate that. Luenda, I'm excited for camp meeting too, but unfortunately, a piece of bad news in the midst of good news. As of right now, it looks like camp meeting is going to have to be postponed based on what the state is doing with hotels, not allowing people to come stay in hotels, all that stuff. And so um, I got the word that we're going to have to postpone camp meeting. So more information will be upcoming. I know I was so looking forward to camp meeting as well. Every year I do and everybody does. But um, I'm believing God that very, very quickly, very soon, um, we'll be able to uh, reschedule that and get everybody in uh, for camp meeting because it's one of the best things ever. West Virginia camp meeting is such a powerful meeting every year. And of course, we're going to miss seeing you, but we'll see you very soon. But uh, everything, you know what I'm believing? Everything's going to be just like, just like today, the announcement from the governor. Everything was unlocked. Everything was unlocked for uh, for churches in this state, 
And so I'm believing it's going to be a quick turnaround as we prophesied and declared tonight. That's right. It'll pass. And we're coming back stronger than ever in Jesus' name. Are you related to Pastor Jonathan Shuttlesworth? I am. Jonathan is my cousin and uh, more like a brother to me. I love Jonathan. And um, yes, I'm, I'm, he's the handsome one. I'm the nerdy one. <laughs> I love Jonathan very, very much. And I love every one of you. Thanks for hanging with me tonight and, uh, and spending time getting your faith built, receiving an impartation of joy. We're going out with some Holy Ghost music. So before you leave, stick around and do some shouting in your house. Here's a song to help you. I'm a Pentecostal. This is CLC in California singing the song written by Brother Nathan Haney before he went home to be with the Lord. I'm a Pentecostal and I'm unashamed. Enjoy it. I love you guys. Have a phenomenal night. I'll see you in the morning, 10.30 a.m. Love you.
Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of.